We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 163 On this episode, we're going to take a look at the winter 2013 TV schedule And then we're going to talk about uh, Arrow And the season finales of Dexter and Homeland You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 163. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Hey, I'm Danielle from LA Examiner and Celeb Buzz. And I'm Kurt Wagner from showpatroltv.com. All right, well, thank you both for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. And uh, we'll just uh, hop in since we've got a... We're doing the, a little bit of a winter TV preview. Uh, we'll uh, just uh, head on down the list here. One quick news item. Uh, TV Land is canceled, retired at 35. Uh, I never even watched an episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it's only only sort of notable is it's their first one of these, you know, bringing back these, uh, you know, previous sitcom people and stuff like that uh, for doing – new sitcoms on their network it's the first one that they've canceled relatively quickly everything else is done somewhat well this was what its second season this season i think i don't i don't remember i don't know or i don't even know how they do it because they some of them do (laughs) they're doing 30 episodes or 20 episodes here and 20 another 20 episodes or who knows yeah that's uh that's the one news item and then we'll uh jump into our our winter tv preview for take a look at what the schedule will look like in uh january and february and uh with that we'll go through the the week starting with sunday uh sundays on the network side of things uh the abc lineup uh returns on uh january 6th uh, cbs has the next season of the amazing race on february 17th and the good wife and the mentalist return on January 6th and uh, Fox's uh, comedy block returns on uh, January 6th as well and then over on cable we have uh, The Walking Dead returning on February 10th and uh, the next season of Girls and Enlightened on HBO returning on January 13th Uh, PBS has Downton Abbey uh, uh, coming back for its next season uh, on uh, January 6th, and Showtime has Shameless, uh, House and Lies, and uh, Californication all returning for new seasons as of January 13th. So uh, any of those shows, uh, you're looking forward to them coming back? or? Uh... I'm a big Shameless fan, so I mean that that's probably the one out of the returning shows that I'm excited about, especially now that you know Dexter and Homeland have ended their seasons. I'm kind of missing that smart cable kind of offbeat kind of um not quite right show so <laughs> i'm like trying to find a way to say that this doesn't make it sound bad but you know let's be honest it's shameless fits that <laughs> demented slightly demented yes i mean they're a messy family but you know that's why i love them right um i love shameless too they film here sometimes and uh it's a great show but a lot of my friends say it's a drama. I always think it's a comedy. What do you guys think? 
I mean, I definitely like the, honestly, the first time I saw it, I didn't find any humor in it because I just thought it was such a tragic situation, how these kids were growing up. And then as you get to know the characters, I feel like you find the, the humor more. I mean, obviously, the show taps into some things that are more comedic, but I think you find the humor in the little moments once you realize, like, OK, it's not as terrible as it seems on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think it is one of those shows that like kind of rides the line, but at the same time, I mean, it's still, it's still pretty dark. If you're going to call it a comedy, I mean, it's a really dark comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of a dramedy. Uh, I mean, they definitely go for the outrageous. So it's a, uh, I don't know, but I'll, it's a lot of the shows on, you know, even a lot of the half-hour shows, you know, even like House of Lies and Californication, you know, are those really comedies or, you know, there's... Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. They're, they're just dark. They're just shorter. You know, that's, but they, they, they kind of all all fit together. I think uh, I think the only thing for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to the return of The Walking Dead uh, just because they had a, a really a really good first part of this season for the most part uh even though the final episode sort of annoyed me with a a bunch of why would they actually do any of those things that they were doing but uh i think the on the network side the only thing i'm 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 looking forward to you know you know once upon a time revenge stuff like that but i'm looking forward to the good wife coming back and seeing what it's like now that they've jettisoned the one storyline that everybody (laughs) (laughs) that was bothering everybody. (laughs) So I'm I'm interested to see, you know, if it gets back on the, I mean, everything else about it, it's been really good. So see if it, it gels back together into a hole. That's uh, a, that story was so weird because you're right. The season was so good. And did they not realize how dumb that storyline was? I mean, it's so bizarre that it was in there. Um, yeah, I, well, I think what they were going for, it just like what came off on screen was not what they were going for because it didn't make, I mean, Kalinda looked weak and, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and in some respects, since she was, you know, she had been on the run and she was hiding from, so, but it still seemed the character that she had become now here, you know, since she'd been on the run, it just seemed so far and then what they were doing with it was weird and and the main thing on that one is that it had such a great three season build up of like why was she on the run and then you were like this is this is why all right Downton Abbey also third season Downton Abbey I just gorged on that while I was on vacation last week it's really good so you're all caught up you're ready no I mean the third season I've watched this oh you've watched it already oh you're ahead yeah and it's really good, I can tell you that. So it maintains its quality from the the previous seasons. Yeah, I think it sort of goes back to the first season. Second season, I thought was down a little bit from the first, but not really that much. But um, it's, it really picks up again. Cool. Well, with that we'll jump over to Mondays, which on the uh, network side of things has uh, the next season of The Bachelor starting on January seventeenth. Uh, Castle returns on the seventh of January. CBS has most of their comedies uh, returning as of January 14th, and then Rules of Engagement <laughs> takes the post uh, How I Met Your Mother slot as of the 4th of February. Uh, the CW has The Carrie Diaries, new show starting on January 14th, 
and uh, that'll be followed by that'll then be followed by 90210 which is moving back an hour as of the 21st uh bones has or fox has bones on uh, returning on the 14th and that will be followed by the following as of the 21st of January and then NBC has uh the biggest loser as of the 7th and that'll be followed by new show deception uh as of the 7th and over on cable ABC Family has switched at birth and Bunheads returning on for uh well a new season of Switch at Birth and the second half of Bunheads as of January 7th. Uh, Sci-Fi has a new series, unless you're, from, unless you're listening to this in Canada, <laughs> <laughs> a Continuum, followed by the third season of uh, Being Human and the third season of Lost Girl as of January 14th. TNT has Dallas returning for another season on the 28th of January and that'll be followed by a new show Monday mornings as of February 4th and TV1 has a show called Bells starting on the 21st of January so uh Kerr, we'll start with you this time any uh any of the new shows coming on Mondays that you're looking forward to well the following was probably the best pilot I saw of the fall winter season um, the one that's on Fox with Kevin Bacon and uh, who's the other guy? James Perfoy. Yeah, uh, I love that. That was so intense, and and um, I'm curious to see how they keep it going. But I think they'll be able to. But it was uh, I, I love that. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Much more of that. Um, that's the one about the serial killer who from prison gets a following of and basically makes a little army of serial killers. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to continuum on sci-fi because uh, my Canadian pals love that show. And so I hear good things about it. I haven't watched it yet though. Um, that's about all. Those are my two biggies. How about you, Danielle? I think, I mean, you just laying it out like that, you know, everything that's on Mondays, Mondays are my new Sundays because I pretty (laughs) much, I mean, you just listed a bunch of shows that I'm really excited about. I love Switch to Birth, so I'm excited for that to return. Um, The following was my favorite pilot out of the entire upfronts, you know, fall or mid-season, and I've seen the first four, and it just does not disappoint all the way through. It's I was a little concerned that it would, after the actual pilot, become more of a case of the week procedural. And it it has some of those elements, but it really stays true to what the pilot sets up as this cat and mouse game between um, Joe Carroll, the serial killer, and Ryan Hardy, the FBI agent. And that those kind of mind games and that psychological thriller aspect is just really what I love to see. And honestly, like the stuff they can get away with at nine o'clock on a major network. Very impressed. So <laughs> that, I mean, is really the show. Like, if we're going to talk about the show, not just Mondays in general that I'm looking forward to, it's that one. But, I mean, there's other stuff on Monday, too. I mean, Deception, I, I will be honest and say that I think Revenge has fallen off a little bit this season. And so I think Deception might be able to pick up some of that audience. You know, if you've gotten a little bored with Revenge, Deception has a lot of those same elements even though it's a little bit more of a murder mystery than a woman quest for vengeance. Yeah, it's, it's there's a there's a similarity in that it's set in sort of a you know a rich family yeah, society, and, yeah, and uh, and it's somebody coming back 
and mm-hmm. they they know her, but they don't know that she's a cop. So right, there's, there's a little there's, there's a little yeah. There's there's where the the, the you know that comes in, and then there she, you know she's trying to figure out who killed her childhood friend and and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it definitely has some revenge elements uh, that uh, is, and I think uh, I think they finally hit on the perfect name. For, yeah. for the show like this is their <laughs> this is their third stab at it and uh and and i think it actually it fits uh you can go you know revenge <laughs> deception <laughs> you know it fits very well yeah i mean it uh, actually tells you what the show is about so that's helpful <laughs> but i mean just a couple of the other ones you mentioned too the returning ones like dallas i'm super interested to see I mean, where they left it in the finale, absolutely, I'm interested to see what they do, but especially just now in the wake, you know, of Larry Hagman's passing, how they handle that, because he is such a part, like, such the heart of that show. Can they keep it going without him? Like, that to me, it's almost the, you know, it's not necessarily the show itself, but it's everything around the show that now I want to tune in even more and see how they handle it. Right. Yeah. Um he even in that you know they always talked about how the new Dallas was more about the the new generation, but wow, I just felt that he was so present, such a presence still in mm-hmm. last season that I, when I heard the news, the sad news, I was like, wow, how are they going to do this? And you're right, I think it's going to be a little difficult for them to carry on because he was such a big deal in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the way they left it in season one, you know, John Ross was trying to be like his father and, and to take over that kind of nefarious scheming ways, but he wasn't quite ready yet. And, you know, there's a slight time jump between the season one finale and the season two premiere, but is it enough for him to fill his father's shoes? I mean, his father, don't get me wrong, Larry Hagman's still in the first chunk of episodes in the second season, but you still have to get john ross to a place that's believable and earned if he's gonna basically take over as the new jr or are they gonna bring in someone else to be the new jr so i don't know that that um those kind of like twisty demented family relationships are something it are some things that i really look forward to on television so clearly (laughs) (laughs) clearly that deception even the carry diaries to an extent yeah Um, you know yeah i think uh, dallas I think they're going to have to transform even more to focusing on the uh, maybe more on the younger cast than they did yeah. Yeah. Uh, as the season goes through. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to, to seeing how, uh, you know, how that comes back. I, ha- I have the screener sitting here, but I didn't get a chance to get to it over the weekend mm. um, because I was uh, binging on the first four episodes of the following, yes. <laughs> which are, which is, they're all really good. And that, it definitely had the the first episode has a very cinematic, very, you know, sets and it sets everything up and all the characters up really well. And in, you know, and doing so in, you know, a 42 minute episode, the way that they, mm-hmm. you know, all the different things that happen. Uh, and then, you know, the where it leaves you off, you're like, OK, like, are they going to be able to maintain that type of tension? You know, that type of storytelling, you know, from week to week. And they do so far in the first four episodes, it has, it maintains that, uh, you know, that level of, uh, from the pilot and, and you have, you, you have no clue, you know, <laughs> stuff happens, you know, and, uh, you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And that's, I can't ask for anything more <laughs> from a TV show. 
with, right. the, with the amount of TV that I watch for <laughs> for stuff to happen and have no inkling at all, you know, that that was that that was going to happen uh, is uh, is good stuff. I mean, yeah, is uh, it was good to see more of it because it was definitely of all the new shows that, you know, they sent out over over the summer and stuff like that. You're like, OK, this is the best of everything. You know, but it's not coming in the fall. Right. <laughs> Got to right. wait till, uh, and I think it's you know sort of the uh, worth the wait type of thing. Um, also, well, you guys, you guys are really making me want to see that now because that was waiting for me when I got back from vacation, but I haven't had a chance. Yeah, you gotta. That that was somebody said on uh, Twitter. Is like, I don't know if I want to watch them or if I want to watch them when everybody else is watching them. And I said, do both. Yeah. <laughs> watch them now, and then watch them again. Because then the second time you'll see you can see how stuff is unfolding that you didn't see the first time, and that's it's almost a an extra uh, viewing experience. Um, Did you guys put on your Edgar Allan Poe masks when you got the stuff? I didn't get an Edgar Allan Poe mask exactly, so no. But I would like to borrow one and and dance around in it for Halloween. Sure. I was I was running around in the office this morning with that on. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward. I'm actually looking forward to see a little more of the Carrie Diaries. I thought they set that up really well. I think it works really yeah. well. Uh, and then uh, the uh, you know the ABC Family shows uh, switched at birth. I'm still a little bit behind on the the previous season. Uh, well, it was to, like thirty something episodes. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I I I have three episodes left before I can uh, jump into the new season. But I did watch the. Uh, uh, the return of Bunheads, which I thought was a great episode. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they did a, a really good job of how they ended it and bringing it uh, back together. Um, and then Continuum, I quite enjoyed the <laughs> the first two episodes. I like the I like the setup. I it I didn't like notice. I wasn't really paying attention to the credits. So like partway, and I didn't look at the the information about the show that came with the the disc and stuff like that. So I'm sitting there watching. I'm going, why do I know who that is? But Rachel Nichols looks so different with dark hair <laughs> that she looks familiar. But then I couldn't place her for a while. But that that turns out to be I can see why uh, uh, our you know my Canadian friends uh, like that show. And then uh, you know, being human and. Uh, being human makes it a, a definitely an interesting return uh for its third season and then lost girl is just a uh, you know it's just uh, uh you know it's pretty fun too but yeah there's there's a lot of stuff coming on <laughs> on mondays and it's kind of like well revolution is going to be gone for a while but then i'm kind of interested to see where deception goes cuz the first episode is uh you know it it is kind of interesting but uh We'll see if they can, you know, sort of maintain that as well. But yeah, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff all of a sudden from a period of time where over the fall there hasn't been a whole lot. You know, I've been watching like uh, basically like the ten o'clock shows, mm-hmm. and and you know, and like How I Met Your Mother, but yeah, not much. <laughs> Monday was a good Monday was a good Sunday catch up day. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. you could finish on Sunday. And I, I kind of like the fact that now networks are holding some of their better stuff for mid-season, so that way they can do straight runs rather than yeah. a lot of hiatuses or, you know, dragging. I mean, to be honest, like if a show like The Following, I think, will benefit from the fact that it's not going to be a 22-episode first season. They can keep, keep a momentum up 
with a shorter run than I think they could have. Yeah, I think, but know? I think that's the, uh, you know, what they they want to do is they're trying yeah. to use sort of the FX model on the broadcast network. And if it comes back for a second season, it's likely that it'll only be 13 episodes in the, in the next season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's smart. You know, I mean, it, it kind of makes the fall a no man's land in a way, the, in a way that midseason used to be just because there's a lot of crap that gets put on in the fall that then just goes away. And then you're left with, you know, reruns or holes and you're kind of just sitting around waiting for midseason. But, you know. Maybe they'll get a slate where everything is interesting. Let's hope, yeah. you know, let's hope for this pilot season. Yeah, because even like a, a cult is is doing the you know the same thing as going for that yes. that shortened season, and with that we'll. Uh, I don't know that that'll work in its benefit though. Yeah. Cult and the following do have a lot of similarities, and the following, not to spoil anything, but the following does say something in the second episode about their feelings on not the show cult, but cults in general and how it's perceived by the audience and I do think that it's it could be true of that show as well. So we'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> well, with that we'll move to Tuesdays. Uh ABC has a new show, The Taste, starting on the twenty second of January. Uh Happy Endings and Don't Trust to Be in Apartment twenty three uh both return on the eighth of January. Uh as does uh, uh private practice to uh, finish out its series run and then it'll be replaced by Body of Proof. As of February 5th, uh, CBS has uh, their NCISs and Vegas returning on the 8th. Uh, the CW has Heart of Dixie on the 15th, and that'll be followed by a new show, Cult, as of February 19th. Uh, Fox has their comedy block uh, returning as of the 8th of January. Uh, NBC has Betty White's Off Their Rockers. Uh, followed by Go On and The New Normal as of January 8th, and uh, Smash, uh, well, also on the 8th, uh, Parenthood returns to finish out its season, and then it'll be replaced on the schedule by Smash as of February 5th. And then over on cable, ABC Family has uh, Pretty Little Liars and The Lion Game returning on January 8th. Uh, FX has the next season of Justified as of the 8th, uh, TBS has Cougar Town returning on the 8th, and USA Network has uh, White Collar returning on the 22nd of January. So, uh, what is anybody looking forward to on Tuesdays? I always look forward to Justified. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably... Well, Cougar Town and Justified are probably the two shows that I'm most uh, looking forward to. Although I'm really interested in Cult to see where they go with it from the first step. I think the whole idea is mm. intriguing, but I, I'm, it, it, it just leaves you unsure as to, you know, where exactly, you know, they're going to, I thought that pilot was kind of a mess. I, I think it works a lot better on paper because it's one of those things that if it was a novel, you could get away with exposition and you can explain things um, a little more thoroughly, whereas when it's on screen and they're explaining something, it looks a little like they're talking down to you. Um, but I mean, I, I love the premise, and I just I like the whole show within a show, and you know how much do these people know? Such you know aspect. But yeah. if you 
you know, if you drag that out too long, obviously then the audience is way ahead of your characters and everyone's bored. So I don't know. I mean, like I really, I enjoyed the pilot idea more than I enjoyed its actual execution. Yeah. That's that's why I'm looking forward to see like subsequent episodes to see how they try and, and continue on and, and tie it together. See if it, you know, sort of coalesces a little bit uh, better as it as it goes through. But the the whole premise of it with the uh, yeah the show within a show, but like you know set within a you know a CW show you know that's on the yeah, CW. I mean- and I mean it's like it's like meta within meta you know type of thing. All these different. Uh, uh, but then you know like instead of you know not just having like a rabid fan base for your show, but then within that rabid fan base, there's sort of a cult like aspect and. Uh, uh, there was it, it was definitely definitely interesting premise i mean i but yeah i agree i'm more interested in seeing if they can do something with it more than like i was completely drawn in like b- by the first episode like i was with right. the following or something like that right yeah i i i mean honestly my concern is just the cw's audience is so young that i feel like they're the show is going to drag things out and they're going to assume the audience isn't as smart as the writers of the show. And that to me is kind of a big detriment because then it's, it's like the ringer effect. Like they're like, surprise, we tricked you, but no, you didn't. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to be hopeful because I'd like to see it work. I think it's, it's a unique idea and I think it, um, it would be a different, a slightly different look for that network too. But I don't know. I love the cast. So if nothing else, I think we'll have some, some really interesting performances. It is saying something interesting about fandom, though, isn't it? Yeah, In but that... they, risk, they kind of risk like biting their own like, – biting the hand that feeds them because their fans are the ones that are that passionate. And if you're right. creating a show that says some of our fans are psychos <laughs> – uh, You know, Supernatural did an episode a couple seasons ago where they, they looked at a, one of their like diehard fans of – within Supernatural, there's the, there are books called Supernatural based on the Winchester's that a prophet ended up writing. And um, they did an episode where one of the fans of those books kind of took things too far and ended up ki- kidnapping Sam Winchester. And it was, it was that moment where the fans were like, we like it when you nod to us and you acknowledge how much we love you. We don't like it when you make us think that we're crazy. So I don't know. I don't, maybe it could work maybe with a different audience, but I don't, I'm not I, – I don't know. I'm just – I'm dreading the TCA panel. So I think I'm also a little pessimistic because I'm just like I know what's going to happen in a few weeks with, with the critics and I don't think it's going to go well for the rest of the general public. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But Cougar Town is I think the, the shining light of Tuesday. I think happier thoughts when I think of that. <laughs> right. Right. Have you guys watched any of those episodes? Yeah, I watched all oh. of them. They're I'm so confused. funny. Yeah, I did the whole like I have other work to do, but I really want to watch this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I ended up watching them back to back because they're short and they're so fun, and I miss them. So yeah, they are. you can watch yeah in in about two hours and twenty minutes. You can watch like all six episodes, and they're great episodes. <laughs> and you know that's it's very much like it is the show it's always been. They didn't really change much for TBS, which was nice. They're a little bit more daring, I think, but you know, you're getting the same show you've loved. So that was, I think a big concern for a lot of people, how much it might change on another network. And, you know, I think everyone's going to really be excited by the small changes. 
Yeah, right. it, it makes a, it makes a good return. I'm looking forward to seeing where they pick up with Justified. Mm. Uh, I'm just really like that show. And then uh, if you like Pretty Little Liars and uh, The Lion Game, oh right, they return, and they're Pretty Little Liars in The Lion Game. They do what they do. <laughs> <laughs> they they do what they do. They just they just continue to 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 you know to draw it out with give you a little bit of something, but still leave a whole bunch of other stuff uh or even create a new thing uh but yeah they're they're coming back as well yeah i mean the lion game i think the episodes we left with were a little faster paced than what they're giving us when we return and i I think that almost is going to hurt them because if we you know you get used to the pace of the pretty little liars where yeah they really are giving you a a little bit at a time, but they're giving you something. Whereas Lion Game returns and they give you a new secret. They don't really pay off the things that they've been working on already. So it's kind of a, you know, how much can you build new secrets on top of something without giving you a little bit of resolution for something that you've been waiting for, for however many episodes it's been. Yeah. That's, that's one show that it's, it remains to be like, how much longer can you go? Like, <laughs> at least they've had, you know, more and more people find out and stuff like that. But uh, it's, it really is how much how much farther can you continue to go uh, with this? But uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I almost feel like I mean, I almost feel like Rebecca at this point is the central character. So I don't know if it's how much farther they can go or how much farther they can go with Emma and Sutton being the focus. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> and with that, uh, we'll move on to uh, Wednesday. Uh, ABC has uh, their comedy block, followed by Nashville, coming back on the 9th of January. Uh, CBS has the next season of Survivor starting on the 13th of February, and that'll be followed by uh, Criminal Minds and CSI as of January 16th. Uh, the CW has Arrow and Supernatural returning on January 16th. Uh, Fox has American Idol starting up its new season on January 16th. Uh, NBC has uh, Whitney, Guys with Kids, uh, Law and Order, and uh, Chicago Code all returning on the second of January. Chicago Fire. Yeah, Chicago Fire. I keep calling it Chicago Code. There's like this <laughs> thing in the back of my head that wants the Chicago Code back so badly that I keep calling it that. I did that on a earlier podcast. That's too funny. And then uh, over on uh, the cable side of things, uh, Comedy Central has uh, Workaholics. Followed by new show, uh, Kroll Show, starting up on January 16th. Uh, FX has a new show, The Americans, starting up on January 30th. Uh, TNT has Southland returning on the 13th of February. TV Land has Hot in Cleveland and Happily Divorced uh, episodes continuing to play on into the winter. And uh, USA Network has uh, Necessary Roughness returning uh, on the 23rd of January, and then the new season of Psych finally returning <laughs> on February 27th. So, uh, anything there? What are you uh, looking forward to uh, on Wednesdays, Danielle? I mean, I'm a sucker for Nashville, so I, I will look forward to seeing that return and just, you know, where they go. Um, to be 100% honest with you, like, the only show that I'm on the edge of my seat is American Horror Story. So 
that, I mean, that's, I know the Americans, you know, there's a lot of buzz about it already. And they're kind of saying like, oh, if you like Homeland, you're going to love the Americans. I haven't seen it yet. So I don't know for sure. But the premise sounds a little too patriotic for me. So I, I'm just going to stick with my psycho killer on the on American Horror Story. And, and I don't feel too badly about that. How about you, Kurt? I'm looking forward to the Americans, although, yeah. Do, are they are they doing it just because of the success of Homeland? Is it going to be sort of a, you know, kind of a ripoff in some way? But I'm interested to see uh, what kind of thing it is. It'll be interesting to see a show set in the 80s, I think. Um, and I love spy shows. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Nashville, I also love Nashville. And they're going to go on tour. That tour is going to happen. I, I know. This, just, uh... <laughs> I've been in talking to ABC about them trying to bring – to t- uh, bring a, a small concert to TCA. And then I was like, you know what? Or just a regular tour would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will go see you wherever you are. It doesn't matter. So that I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, Workaholics. I love that show. My little, uh, you know, my little uh, debauchery show, I guess. <laughs> um, and Southland, when that comes back, I always yeah. enjoy Southland. So, And that's nice that Southland and Justified are not the same night anymore. Because I watched them both last year, and I had to, I had to do a little tricky DVRing. It, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, you know Southland. That's always been a, a very good show. Um, I'm very in- I'm interested to see more about the Americans. Like, haven't I've you know seen a little bit about it, and you've seen sort of like little teasers about it, but haven't really seen anything. I haven't seen anything in in you know length about it or read you know, too much about it and, uh, you know, haven't obviously haven't seen it. Definitely interested in the return of Nashville. And then I've been like totally sucked into arrow. Like, Oh yeah. I, I liked it. It was, you know, like my third or fourth favorite fall pilot to begin with, but like over the course of the season, it's, it's one of the few shows. I don't necessarily watch it live, live, but it's one of the few shows that I actually watch on the night, pretty close to when it's airing. I mean, the ten o'clock shows I I can't watch because I got to head off for work, but uh, but of this of anything airing between eight and ten o'clock, it's like the only show that I actually watch between eight and ten o'clock, like before I go to work. Uh, so I don't know. It just uh, has com- has completely sucked me in uh, on that one. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Arrow when we get to the prime time segment. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, Arrow and Supernatural are. are- ones that I cover every week and that I'm super excited to see return. But I was like, I don't want to get too far ahead of us because, yeah. I mean, I could talk about Arrow for hours. <laughs> and then the the last thing on Wednesday is I'm so ready for Psych to return. It's it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I I was on the set for the during the filming of the hundredth episode. You know, they had a a bunch of us on, and then it was supposed to come in over the fall. And then it didn't come and it kept getting pushed back later in the fall and then all the way to now. And I have all this content that <laughs> I want to share, but I can't right. share until really until they it's it's closer to the, the premiere date. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's one of my favorite shows. So I'd be glad to have that back. And with that, we'll jump over to uh, Thursdays. Uh, ABC has a new show, Zero Hour, starting on February 14th, and that'll be followed by Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. Uh, and then we'll also has the, uh, starting on the, I think the, the 10th as well, 
uh, Last Resort returns for its final three episodes. Uh, and then CBS has uh, The Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, uh, Person of Interest Elementary, all returning with new episodes as of the third. The CW has Vampire Diaries returning on the 17th of January, and that'll continue to be followed by Beauty and the Beast uh, on the 24th. Uh, Fox has uh, American Idol on the 17th, uh, followed by Glee as of the 24th. And NBC has the return of Community uh, on the 7th of February. And uh, before that, it'll have, in January, have the last episodes of 30 Rock. Uh, That'll be followed by Parks and Rec as of January 17th. Uh, The Office uh, continues on. And then new show 1600 Pen, which is actually playing its first episode tonight as we're recording this. Uh, But it'll be on... As of January 10th, and new show Do No Harm will close out uh, Thursdays on NBC as of the 31st of January. And over on the cable side of things, uh, Comedy Central has a new show called uh, The Ben Show coming on the 28th of February. Uh, FX has Anger Management, Archer, and new show Legit uh, all coming on January 17th. And USA Network has the return of Suits. Uh, as of January 17th. So, uh, Kurt, Thursdays. Community, big time. I'm looking forward to that coming back. In fact, that's a show that uh, I wish could be saved by TBS as well. Um, but I think now everybody's in agreement. It's just going to go away. Yeah, the, the, the Cougar Town Community Hour? Yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Um, I just, I love that show, and I love its sort of quirky, weird off-the-wall sense of humor. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Scandal had, you know, I sort of, it was okay when I watched the first season of that when it started. It was a mid-season show last year, or earlier this year, right? Yeah. Uh, had, whatever, nine episodes, 13 episodes, whatever it was. And I was like, oh, it's okay. It's sort of trained to be like revenge a little bit too, I thought. And then this season, I just thought it got so good and the president <laughs> just got shot in the last, I haven't watched this mid season finale yet. Cause I was at my parents and couldn't, couldn't watch it. Um, and, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that, but that episode before that, when the president got shot was so awesome. Um, so I'm looking forward to see where that goes. Archer always loved Archer on, uh, FX. And, uh, I was kind of, I have a thing for suits too. So those are my four for, Thursdays. Oh, and I just one little mention. Still pissed. Last Resort didn't make it because I really like that show. And Danielle, I'm completely addicted to Scandal. I'm with you on that. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't super sure about it at first, and now I'm just every week. It's it's getting a little bad because it's like I look forward to it, and then they deliver the episode, but they still don't really give you all the answers. And yeah, so. Scandal, absolutely. And then Community and Archer are my two, I think, that, you know, that haven't been on that I'm looking forward to. Because just because, I mean, Community, I've, you know, you got so excited because you thought it was coming back in the fall, even if it was coming back late, and then that didn't happen. And now it pretty much looks like this will be the last season, even though, you know, obviously that's not set in stone at this point. Um, And I'm just, I'm, aside from wanting, aside from the initial curiosity of, 
how will they do the show and if it will be different or not without Dan, now it's the possibility of, well, if this is the last batch of episodes we're getting, like I'm a little more anxious to see them because I want to make sure that they're as good as they deserve to be. Um, so that, that I, I feel like that one is, is giving me the most stress. But um, <laughs> Archer is just, I mean, I've loved that show since the beginning. It's just, it took me completely by surprise and it's just so funny and so smart. And I think just completely underrated. Like a lot of people I talk to don't even know what it is. And every time I, you know, find someone like that, I, I'm like, here, borrow my DVD is because you're going to love this show. So I'm looking forward to to that as well. And then I think I'm the lone person who's looking forward to Do No Harm. I'm fully aware that it is not a great pilot. There are a lot of flaws to the, the show, kind of the way we were talking about cult. Like it's great on paper and then the execution, it's a little wobbly. Um, but I like the idea behind it. And I like the idea behind that. There are these two effective, effectively two different personalities in this one guy. And each of the personalities is basically just completely repressing the other one so that when he does come out, he is so extreme. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and the other one has no clue what happened, why they were well, but that's right. not, that's <laughs> not even really true though. Like in the pilot, you see that that there are they do have some of the other one's memories, and that to me is what's most interesting because all that says is that like it's that you you can't just push away this other thing and say this isn't me. Yeah, they do that- sort of have things sort of come back, you know, sort of come back to remembering what the other one did. Yeah, but it's sort of like too late you know kind of in the in the in the process you're already yeah of course but psychologically i mean you can't say like this isn't this isn't me because he is a part of you so i i don't think that it's going to turn into a deeply psychological show but at the same time those are the types of characters that i'm most interested in watching so i I, i'm going to give it another few episodes before i write it off um as you know just another bad guy could be a procedural because there's a medical element to it show. So I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it in the sense that, you know, it, it could be something really interesting. I just think that it would be better served as a mini series. So we'll yeah. see what it goes. I did too. Um, on that show, uh, I just, I worry that it's going to get sort of too repetitive. Like every week it's yeah. going to be the same sort of thing. There was a show in 2007, a BBC show, I think it was called Jekyll. In oh which yeah, James Nesbitt. That was basically yeah. sort of the show. He was a doctor, Tom Jackman, and and he um, had a Hyde and Jekyll sides to him and everything. And I like that because it was one of those shows that they only did. A, it was basically a miniseries, mm-hmm. and there were just you know a number, a certain number of episodes. And by the end of it, you know, I won't say what happens in case anybody wants to rent it. But you know, there was no, a, but, a, a, I, a a clear resolution to it. You know. Yeah, I think that's the thing. A, sh- a story like this needs to know its end and when the end is coming just because you can drag it out too long. You can make it too repetitive. There are, you know, there are a lot of things already in the pilot episode where we've seen it once. If we see it again next week, I'm going to be really annoyed. Right. <laughs> get it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like not stupid. We get it. We get what it means when this other personality takes over. We get what you're doing to try to stop him from taking over. So – uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a very sensitive. Like it could easily go the wrong way, but from just the pilot itself, it intrigues me enough to to want to watch it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it enough that I'm interested to see more. Uh, but given uh, what Thursday nights at 
10 has become for NBC, it's likely only oh, to end up being a miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. The thing is, it's one thing that if you know it's a miniseries, yeah. it's another if you just get, you know, cut short. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, and it does kind of have the the uh, duality aspect of Awake in a different way. And I'm like, I just don't see this ending well for you. But I will, like with Last Resort, I will stick it out to the end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the return of Community uh mostly just to see what it's going to be like with all the changes mm. uh and then uh i'm definitely looking forward to uh suits uh, uh returning uh really really like that show and then scandal is completely ridiculous but yet <laughs> but yet you can't not watch for some reason like i watched like the first couple episodes of season 1 and it's like eh. and then I watched the screener or, you know, like for the first episode of, of, you know, back in the, when it started up for the fall and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like she's not who you know, she, right. we should, there's some big conspiracy. Oh, it grown out. Holy crap. There's a huge conspiracy, you know? And then it just keeps like going more and more. And you're just like, Oh my God, they're like throwing everything <laughs> at this show. That uh, it, it it's kind of become like the first, I mean, some of the first season episodes where it was actually like a case <laughs> where they were helping somebody out is sort of quaint now, <laughs> you know, sort of. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, they totally eased us in. And, well, you know, uh, and I think that's the key to that's the key to that show is that they really don't wait for anything. They're like, okay, we have this idea. We're not going to drag it out to episode mm-hmm. ten. We're going to do it now and see where that leads us for the next week. You know, and so it just keeps it's just a continual, uh, you know, reveal of some sort, which is pretty awesome. You never get bored with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not bored. Uh, I think uh, the well, the, the last show uh, thing to maybe mention is Zero Hour, which uh, I think will likely die quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything that ABC puts at, at seven o'clock my time on, on a Thursday, you, you just sort of know that they're saying – we don't really like the show that much because it's up against the Big Bang Theory, the Vampire Diaries. It's sort, of, it's it sort of still kind of fits the type of things they keep putting into that time slot too. A sort of a little action or a little, you know, like they've done, you know, missing or, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of different shows over the last few years of varying quality, right? with like Last Resort being at like the top of the <laughs> of the pack. You know, down to something you know like Charlie's Angels down at the at the right. at the other side, uh, but uh, you know they all have a similar element to them, and none of them work at this time slot. And so I keep looking at it and going, "Why isn't something like the Taste on right. <laughs> on Thursdays at on ABC? Why don't they put try something uh, some of these other shows on a different night uh, to to see how?" Uh, you know they they would work, but uh, zero hour wasn't all that all that good. So yeah, I I don't see that one. Uh, yeah, that one sounded much better than what I thought it ended up being. At least the pilot that I saw, I was like excited to see it, and then I watched the pilot and went. Err. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I kind of was too. And then I watched it. It was just like everything felt forced and is mm-hmm. crammed in, and then completely coincidental by the end that it, well, like made no sense to me. 
Right. That whole, I mean, that whole little thing at the end, which, which is a little genre bending. I just, that lot, you lost me completely with that. I just didn't need that. I didn't want it. And I'm just not interested in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's, it's completely coincidental. Like there's the, 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 the way the things start up and then the way that it ends, you're just like, that's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. So with that, we'll move on to Friday. ABC has Last Man Standing in Malibu Country and then Shark Tank in 2020 all returning on the 4th of January. Uh, CBS has Undercover Boss and CSI New York and Blue Bloods as of the 4th. Uh, The CW has uh, Nikita returning as of the 18th. And then it'll be followed by uh, Arrow Encores. And then once Carrie Diaries start, it'll have... Carrie Diary encores for a couple weeks, and then once Cult starts, it'll have Cult <laughs> encores for a couple of weeks. Uh, so, uh, you, for the first couple of weeks of each of those shows, when they return, you'll get a, a second chance at them on Friday. Uh, Fox has Kitchen Nightmares uh, returning on the 11th, and the new season of Touch uh, starts on the 8th of February. And then NBC is all weird. It's it's going to be mostly datelines at various times <laughs> until March, basically, it seems like, uh, when Grimm returns. And uh, over on uh, the cable side of things, uh, Cinemax has new show uh, Banshee uh, starting up on the 11th of January. Uh, IFC has the return of Portlandia, followed by new show Out There. Uh, Portlandia starts back up on the 4th, and Out There starts on the 22nd of February. Uh, Reels Channel has uh, the second season of True Justice starting up on the 4th of January. Uh, Stars has another season of Spartacus as of the 25th of January, and Sci-Fi has the uh, final season of Merlin starting up on the 4th of January. So uh, what about Fridays? Anything, uh, Danielle? I mean, Fridays for me are just about Nikita and Fringe, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted, again, mostly because of the cast, I wanted to like Golden Boy, and I just found every character so completely unlikable that I will not, I will not watch it. Um, you know, ridiculous time jump aside, but that might be a spoiler, so I won't get into that. Um, so I'm, I'm really just... It's all about the return of Nikita and Fringe, especially because the return of Fringe is literally the last few episodes. Um, And that show has done so much over five years that I can't even begin to imagine how they're going to end. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I mean, Fringe really is is the one that that I'm looking forward to the most. But I know it's also going to be the one that I kind of put off watching in a way because I don't want it to end. And I I know it's going to be so sad that I've. Like I almost have trouble. Like I have to be in a very certain mindset. Like it's with like with Parenthood. I have to be in a very certain mindset to watch it when I know it's going to be that sad. Yeah, it's definitely definitely fringe. Uh, uh, coming back for to, to finish out uh, its final season, and yeah, the 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 Golden Boy one. That one's one of those where they're trying to they're going to try it out on Tuesdays in February, and then it'll show up on Fridays in March, and. And so I didn't even mention it. Just, Sorry. <laughs> just, I, I had written my like, review yesterday. Yeah, so. It's like really fresh in my mind about how much I do not like it. Wait, which one's Golden Boy? Is that the CBS thing? 
Yeah, it's with Theo James and yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I love the cast, but like, it just does not work. And it's it's very much a CBS crime drama where all the little um, jumps in jurisdiction and all the little character flaws are intentional because they feel like no one else is going to notice. But I, I just find it sloppy. Hmm. I have not seen that yet, but you don't need to watch it. All right, because <laughs> I like Theo James, but. No, I mean, honestly, I think everybody should watch it and decide for themselves, but I just was so <laughs> upset with how much I did not like it. Because I yeah. really like Theo James, and I was like, this could be your big American thing, and it's not going to be. Not going to be. I, I think, Daniel, Danielle, you and I are uh, channeling each other or something, because <laughs> I was going to say Nikita and Fringe as yep. well. Yeah, Fringe, I'm just, I, I'm a little behind on that right now, simply because of the same thing. I'm like, Okay, if I watch it every other week, it'll last a little bit longer. <laughs> if I skip an episode and then watch that when another episode's on, but um, so I'm I'm not looking forward to the end of that uh, because I like it so much. But I am looking forward to seeing how they ended. I guess mm-hmm. uh, Nikita's just my little thing with spy shows. I love spy shows. Uh, yeah, it's the little show that way more people should be watching. I know. Like exactly. You look at you look at what people like and like elements of other shows and things like that, and you're just like, uh, "Those are all in this show over here." You know, <laughs> like, it, hello. It's, it's, <laughs> it just seems like it's on the wrong network or something. I don't know. Um, always looking forward to more Portlandia. I watched a couple yeah. of those episodes coming back. That'll be great. Um, Banshee, the new Cinemax thing. It's kind of like fun. It's the new Alan Ball series. Mm-hmm. But but they do some weird stuff in it, and you do have to make sort of a, a you know suspend disbelief a little bit in parts of it. It's about a guy who takes over, who assumes the identity of a police officer or of a sheriff or something like that, as he's going to become sheriff of this little town banshee, and um, the fact that nobody does anything to. So, you know, when this guy starts doing things that are, he's a criminal, he's an ex-con, by the way, when he starts doing things that are a little more ex-con-like than sheriff-like, nobody in his department goes, hmm, I'm going to call his old department in California <laughs> and see what the hell's up with this guy if he's always such a short fuse. Nobody does that, you know? So there's some suspension of disbelief in there, but the acting's good and and uh, it's kind of an interesting concept, but we'll see how far I go with that. And then Spartacus this is the last season of that, so I'm going to stay with the old chopping the heads off until the bitter end. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm interested in Banshee just because I think Cinemax has been has been doing pretty well with Strike Back and then Hunted. So mm-hmm. I'm just interested to see what else they're they're putting on in the in the scripted area, you know, that's not femme fatales and. <laughs> some of that other I gotta say there's a sex scene in one of these episodes that they sent that I'm like this has nothing to do with anything <laughs> you know like there there is no way that a writer can say about this you know well it for, it shows what this character is about you know in their head or whatever it's just <laughs> it's just in there gratuitous as can be so that kind of bugs me too but it's it's the it's the scene that screams, "Hey, look at me! I'm on premium cable." Exactly. Right. I mean, <laughs> I like, kind of expect that from that network. It's like we can do this because we can, but you know, everybody does that. But a lot of times, you can say, you know, I mean, Game of Thrones has those scenes. Right. You know, a lot of times you can say, you know, it does show something about the character or 
or well, I, think in, I think in Strike Back, for the most part, I think it, it definitely does. It, like, right, right. It, it definitely feels like if that wasn't there, that <laughs> if, if, they, if they weren't showing what he was doing, you know, uh, in sort of his downtime and stuff like that, you, you wouldn't have the full picture of what this character is, is like, is like right. and stuff like that. So, so yeah, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely those scenes. And then there's the other ones where you're just like, yeah, okay, you're on premium cable. Thanks for reminding <laughs> me. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that one I'm looking forward to. Portlandia is on my list of shows I need to catch up with. The only one I've ever watched is the one surrounded uh, surrounding the uh, them watching Battlestar Galactica. Is, <laughs> yeah. is the only episode of that I've ever seen, but uh, which just made me want to <laughs> put it higher on my list of things to catch up with. Uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to in a on you know on the sad side of things of the re- the return and finish of Fringe and then. And then Nikita, uh, as well. And then uh, we'll close out with Saturdays, which is you know just a bunch of uh, repeats and stuff like that on the network side. But uh, BBC America has uh, a new show, uh, Ripper Street, uh, starting up on the nineteenth of January. And TBS continues to play uh, wedding band episodes into January, which uh, I I love that show. I mean, I thought the I I only saw the first like three. I thought they were cute. I the problem is that it's on Saturdays, and I never remember that it's there. <laughs> so I mean, it, you know, it it has some merits, but it's also very different for what's from what TBS does. And as much as it should be a good thing that they're willing to go outside the box, I just feel like it's they're not going to continue that trend. So I kind of don't want to get too invested if it's just going to go away quietly. Yeah, it kind of feels like they just threw their they finally threw these 10 episodes out there on a Saturday yeah. and and stuff. But it but then I, when I watched them I was like the show's pretty good. Why aren't yeah. they using this on a regular night to lead into Conan, you know, type of thing, uh, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they could they could put it after Cougar Town now. Well, but it's an hour. Well, that's the thing is it's an hour. That was the oh, other is thing. It is, an hour? That's yes. why it's weird because like it could be a half hour show, but it's not. And so they don't have anywhere to stick it because everything else they have is half hours. So Cougar Town is half hour and put it, whatever you put with it, uh, you know. I didn't I, realize I it was. Yeah. I watched, I watched the first couple episodes, that first screener they sent. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I didn't realize it was an hour. But yeah. the good I mean the good thing is that you're saying that so it obviously doesn't feel too long. <laughs> yeah. So I guess so. It could be worse. I mean yeah. I thought they were cute too but I I guess I didn't think it was I, I it obviously wasn't funny or you know whatever it didn't catch yeah, me enough to to make me set it on my DVR for Saturdays. Yeah. And I mean honestly like I kind of at this point I just want to know what songs they're going to cover. I don't really <laughs> care about a whole lot of the plot per se. So that probably isn't the best way to watch it either. Yeah, it sounds like me and Glee now. That's kind of how well, I, I do give Glee. Up Glee a long time ago. <laughs> it's just like, all right, what music are they playing? Right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Ripper Street. I, my screener is in my basket here, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching that too. Yeah, that that one sounds interesting. It's just you know set just right after Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. and yeah. and so it's a, you know a period piece. And uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely I'm, I'm interested to, to get a look at, at that one. And uh, with that, I think we'll wrap up our uh, winter TV preview for 2013. Uh, let us know uh, what shows you're most looking forward to uh, uh, returning uh, or new shows uh, coming in uh, January and February. We 
like to hear what uh, you guys have to say about the new season coming up. And uh, we'll jump over to our primetime segment. And uh, the first show on our list is uh, Arrow, Season 1, Episode 9, Year's End. Who wants to jump in first? Well, oh. I love Arrow. So, <laughs> I mean, I look, to be honest, I like... I, I honestly found a bunch of flaws with this specific episode, but what I liked about it is what it sets up for the back end of the season. And I feel like any little thing that I may have been like, oh, that wasn't done perfectly, kind of gotten negated with the fact that, you know, now that we finally have a bigger bad and Oliver's finally clued into the fact that his family isn't as great as he thinks, you know, and even his father might not be as great as he thinks. Like, we're still a little ahead of him, but we're not nearly as far ahead of him as we used to be. And I like that. I like that we're going into that mythology now. You know, a lot of shows would have taken a whole season to do that, and they didn't. So I, I have to say that that at least I give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah, the, the, this episode had just little things that, that sort of bother me. Like, I mean, I guess you can kind of see, I mean, he had been shot with arrows and he barely gets out of the building. But yet he stabs the other guy as he's about as that guy's about to take his hood off but yet as he gets away from him there's no thought of well why don't i yank this guy's head off right. this guy's helmet off and, and get a look at him <laughs> he just heads straight out you know and that that's one of those things i go okay well then he sort of barely makes it out and so you're like okay maybe he really was hurt so he right. didn't feel that he had enough time but at the time you're just like okay he just stabbed him knocked him over <laughs> why aren't you seeing who this guy is uh, yeah, and and that, and then the other thing being that bothers me a little bit with the show is they they sort of do the things like all of a sudden he's in the hospital and mm -hmm. Dig was able to get to him and stuff. Yet he was in a building surrounded by the police in the helicopter flying over. You know how how is he able to get out of the building and laying there, you know, on the side of the building and somebody's able to find him and, and get him to the hospital? There's some of those things that they the the leap that they have to take. Uh, but, but everything else about the show, I like so much, you know, that, that, that these, yeah, that's the thing though. Like, that these things like don't bother me as much as they would, you know, on a, on a I, lesser I show. Too, I think because it's a comic book, you know, those things don't bother. I mean, personally, those things don't bother me as much because it's a comic book story. So I already know, well, I have to suspend a certain amount of disbelief. And if I'm not okay with that, I shouldn't watch the show. But how badass was the bow and arrow fight? Yes. <laughs> that was that, like and that's a, honestly part of why I love the show so much is because they're they're not fooling around with the stunts and they're taking it to dark places and you know, that to me sells a lot of what would normally be completely unrealistic. Like I, I'm I would love a show about a vigilante taking down regular people when they start running around in weird masks and stuff. I'm kind of like, I don't, you know, I was never a comic book fan. So I'm kind of like, I don't, that distracts me, but for some reason it doesn't on this show because there's enough around it that keeps it grounded that I, I don't know. I, it doesn't, I'm just, I'm just mesmerized by the stunts. Maybe. I don't know. I'm mesmerized by a certain character or a certain uh, actor named well, Stephen Amell. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but he's all in the hood when he's doing the stunts, so you can't even see him. I like his. I like the gym that he built for himself. To be honest, <laughs> yes. I like his workouts. That's what I think. That's yeah. a good thing, right there. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't when you get this. the uh, 
when you when you get the workout while he and Dig are working something out, you know, like yeah. they're having a conversation. But I mean, that's, out. listen, they know what the audience wants, and they're giving it exactly. to us. Well, again, that's that gratuitous. Uh, this mm-hmm. time, it's not sex; it's just gratuitous. Exactly. There's a reason. Like, we have to do a little exposition here. How can we make it fun for the audience? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> could be working out. Um, I've not of, seen this. Instead of the sex position, it's the workout position. Is it? <laughs> I haven't seen this episode yet again because no. uh, I was gone. But uh, again, you guys make me want to watch it. Um, kick ass arrow fight. That sounds cool. And I think, you know, I think all season of this show, I thought the pilot was really good, like so well executed and so not comic book, not Smallville comic booky, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was looking forward to seeing if they can continue that throughout. And I think they have some weeks and haven't some weeks. And it's, it's always been fun to watch, but you know, each week it's a little hit or miss on certain points in it which it sounds like this episode does the same sort of thing yeah um, but overall it's it's like jason you were saying i get off work at say eight o'clock that's on at seven o'clock here i get off at eight o'clock i get home and i'm about i turn the tv on at nine that's when nashville's on but instead of watching that live i watch my recording of uh of this first and then i watch nashville because it's like every week every wednesday it's like Oh, I got to get home in Sierra. <laughs> and if it's a bad Wednesday, if I have a bad day, I was like, one week it wasn't on, and I was so mad because I thought <laughs> I got home and I was like, where's my arrow? Yeah, I, there was one week here where the sound wasn't coming through. No, like the the well, the dialogue wasn't coming through, but all the background noise and everything, and so like you could hear people having a background conversation in the, but the track that had the actual foreground voices on it didn't wasn't there and so you had the music and everything and so i you know i i clicked in i started watching it and i I was like fast forwarding through seeing if it was just like for a few minutes and i was like oh and so it it pissed me off because i had to wait till the next day to watch it online (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah it's it's definitely uh it's definitely i like that they set it in a real world uh where there is since he's not a superpowered uh, superhero that there aren't villains with superpowers and stuff like that, that it's set in a, in a real yeah. world against other real people. And, uh, I like how they keep, uh, uh, expanding out, uh, the, uh, you know, the backstory and then also, you know, moving forward with new reveals and stuff like that. And, you know, it just, it draws me in each week and I look forward to the, you know, to the next episode and, uh, it's just a just a lot of fun. It's it, to me. It's it's sort of almost sort of the perfect TV show. It's got a little humor. It's got some action. And, you know, it's just fun to watch. <laughs> but it it's not just like. But it's not brain dead. You know, either where you get where you're just sitting there, you still have to pay attention a little bit uh, to you know to what's going on to to get to to keep up with everything. But uh, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely a good one, and. Uh, We'll move on to the next show on our list, uh, Dexter, Season 7, Episode 12. Uh, surprise, motherfucker. The season <laughs> finale. <laughs> Which couldn't explain this episode any better because I was certainly surprised at what yeah. goes down. I mean, I was surprised, but I will say that I really loved where they went with it because the entire season, you know, Deb is getting comfortable with the idea of what her brother is. And always 
still setting herself apart. And then in the end, she had to make the choice. And she's never going to be a sociopath. She's never going to be okay with what she did. But at the same time, the fact that, you know, he had to make a choice, whether he could, whether he could break his own code. But in the end, it was really her code that mattered the most because her code is most akin to the audience's. And for seven years, more or less, the audience has been okay with the fact that Dexter's a serial killer. But Wood would be okay in that position doing what Deb did? Probably not. So the, I, I, this show last season, I was ready to give up on. And I was just so sad about it because it was one of my favorite shows for so many years. And I feel like the season really took it to a place where it not only got it back to what I loved, but it gave me things I didn't even know I wanted from it. And I, I really feel like Jennifer Carpenter has earned her way through the show. Like in the beginning, I wasn't a fan. I didn't think she was really great in the role. I thought she was too emotional. And I felt like if you need to be believable as this hard nosed cop, you can't be that emotional. But I feel like as the show has gone on, she's really matured and strengthened. And so is the character. And so now to see the character basically shatter herself, I'm, I, I wish it was next year already. So I could just, (laughs) like, honestly, I don't even, I don't need their, I, I love their, there are winter shows that are about to start, like Shameless, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but um, I would rather just have Dexter season eight. <laughs> yeah, which is quite the turnaround from where things were at the end of season six. And you're just like, exactly, uh, exactly. Where yeah, I was- it'll be back next year, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did give up after season six and I have not watched any of season seven. So this is oh, interesting well, to hear. Well, I'm to looking watch- forward yeah. to the DVD set. Yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't going to watch it or write about it. And then they gave us the screener of the premiere of season seven. And I thought the premiere was setting up some really great things. But it went it went places this season that I didn't expect it to. And it gave us new facets of Dexter's character and obviously Deb's character. And I won't spoil it since you haven't seen it and say what she did. But what she did was something I wanted someone to do for like five years. So I was that also really just helped me out a lot. I was like, you know what? Now you're just making a show for me. And that's all I really want. So well, uh, Danielle's Dexter. With that quote. Oh my I wonder, God, you don't even know. I wonder if I can guess what she did from that Probably. quote. <laughs> I mean, honestly, probably and if you've read the books absolutely <laughs> yeah definitely goes to a, a place that because like in the middle of the episode he he says you know like i don't know but i'll figure it out and you know usually right. he does and so yeah. and, then, and he was and he did and you then, know yeah, he and, figures and, it out but even though he's going to break his own code uh in a way that it would have been that would almost would have been interesting just to see like where it would have gone with the changes that took place in his character this sure. you know this yeah. season uh ha- and then you know doing that cuz he hasn't while Dokes died they got out of that thing is that Dexter didn't do it you know type of thing like so he he hadn't really you know this this put him back in that same place of somebody has found out you know about him and uh you know how is he going to how is he going to deal with it? And this time he chooses, you know, right. the, the other way. But, uh, so that, that would have been interesting. But I think the, the whole season has been really good. Uh, I think the, a lot of the stuff with Yvonne Strahovski's character is great. I really uh, want to see her come back in the season. <laughs> like, I really like that relationship a lot. And 
I, I don't know. I don't know that they were planning that, and that's why it ended the way it did with her. But I would love to see her come back in season eight. Yeah, I mean that was that that was all really good. Um, the only quibble I have with the season is I wish that Deb would have found out about Dexter because of her investigative skills, not because she just decided to show up. But she's not that great a cop. Like, let's be honest, none yeah, of them kind guys of. But she had also been looking into this for so long. I know, but like in in theory, he is supposed to be such an amazing serial killer that you can't that, that nobody would suspect him that he doesn't leave a trail. Yeah. And the fact that then Laguerta was on to him, I was like, she's way too dumb. She never would have put these pieces together. <laughs> and so like that aspect, I was like, there's a, there's still something here that like if you're really gonna if she's really gonna figure it out, there needs to be a a real reason for her to figure it out. And I mean, they kind of gave us that with uh, Estrada and everything because. She had a, you know, a hunch and then it was circumstantial, but she was going to do what she needed to do to follow up on it. But, you know, if you really just look like on paper at the victims Dexter has taken out, like they're a lot and they all just disappear. So if you don't even know that they're missing, how do you know (laughs) you should be looking for someone who killed them? I don't know. I just I just don't find Miami Metro is super efficient. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I, I was okay with with how Deb found out. I, I think what mattered in the end was what she did with the information anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I can I can see that as well. But uh, I don't know. It just it would just seem like one of those things that it was so much set up of her him look her her looking into things around that that. If she would have stumbled on something to find out instead of just sort of showing up at the place where he's about ready to to take somebody out. I don't know. Just a little bit there. But, uh, yeah, that's Dexter. If, yeah, if you didn't watch season seven because you were frustrated with season six, you know, uh, get on that. <laughs> you, you definitely should hop back on the train. Uh, and uh, the last show on our primetime list is uh, Homeland season two, episode 12, uh, The Choice. So what did you think of how they ended the second season? All right, I just say I love the show, but I thought there were some things in the finale that I'm like, this is the CIA, right? This would never have happened. This wouldn't be possible. Some of the things that happened in the in the episode and the the second to last episode too. So, you know, it, it, it kind of irked me a little bit, but um you know, the acting's great. The storytelling's generally great. But there were just a few things that I thought, well, all right, who who put the car where the car yeah. ended up being? Um, how did they drive it so close to the window? I mean, first of all, ever since 9-11, nobody's able to drive close to a government building, you know, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. How, how does he get, you know, how, how do you get onto the, even into the parking lot near the CIA <laughs> with a right. with some sort well, of bomb material. And how did they car. get all the bomb material in his car and he didn't even know it? Unless and, they're going to turn around point, and it's going to... Sorry. I said unless they're going to turn around and it's going to end up being he did do it all alone. Well, see, that's the thing. I was really in love with the finale be- when I thought that he did it because I I saw all these little clues that led me to believe he's... He's, you know, behind this even if he doesn't necessarily want to be anymore. And then Alex Ganza or Showtime released an interview with Alex Ganza where he was like, nope, Brody's innocent. And I was like, well, now I don't like it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. All the little clues that I saw are actually red herrings. And I don't like it when you try to trick me and think you're smarter than me. And B, 
I think, and I could be wrong, but I now that we know that he didn't drive the car up, I'm assuming it's the, whoever the mole in the CIA is that did it because they would have the clearance. But that storyline they've been teasing since season one and they still haven't paid it off. And that worries me a little bit. Right. So I'm kind not, of – Not just I, haven't paid it off. Haven't really done much anything with at, it, at all because that's the thing to me is like, okay, who would have yeah. driven the – it just seemed like – it seemed like something that you – if Brody was going to be you know, sort of – because when you saw his car sitting there, the way they filmed everything, you knew that it wasn't him that had dri- gone back out and driven the car up there. Well, no. Because you saw him park, and then you about... saw him go into the building, yeah. <laughs> and they followed him around the whole time. And so you but knew. But if he had an accomplice or, you know, I mean, because there's a master plan, there's other people involved. But Yeah, cause, I... I mean, they even set it up with, like, he's like, hey, let's uh, – let's get out of here and right and which they, i was like oh that's suspect you know, and they and they leave and then you know and then th- that happens and so yeah that there was but yet the, i was sort of expecting like they kept teasing this as anytime they do that with something you've never seen before and i was like eh, none, none, of sure. this, none of this shocked me like i'm sure they <laughs> meant the bombing i'm sure they meant the bombing because they showed so much of it that's probably what they meant but even rupert friend's character was so out of character for a trained killer soldier yep. to yep. to suddenly get a conscience when he sees brody praying mm-hmm. and he doesn't shoot him and then he goes and says you know he goes and threatens the cia guy and you know <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna kill he just you refuses, but he tells the other guy right right I mean, that was so <laughs> out of character that was so out of character for him there's no yeah. way he would have refused that order. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. And I mean, I, as much as personally, I, the show for me is Brody. Like if you kill him, I don't, I'm not watching anymore. I, that, that was a problem because it was kind of, well, you need to give me a believable reason that these people are not killing him because. Right. Unless he's you know, the mole. Brody? No, no, or, unless. Oh, unless... a Quinn. Yeah. Well, that's oh. what everyone was speculating. Everyone thought it was Quinn, but. That then that's almost too obvious, I think. And then he's nowhere around after the bomb goes off. We don't see him anymore. Right. right. And and from I I wonder how much they're going to use him and use that storyline in general in season three, because they've been talking a lot about like paring it down, making it a little simpler, a little bit more about the like back and forth between Carrie and Brody and, um, you know, more of the relationship, which a lot of people don't want. A lot of people want the action packed thriller and not so much the psychological relationship drama so i don't know i mean i never thought the mole was quinn but who knows and and who knows how important that's even going to be in the end right i do i do like that they were able suddenly to make oh what's his name the guy with the beard saul saw that suddenly now Saul is in charge and he yeah, was just about rolled and he was just rolled out of but just about rolled out of the CIA yeah and now he's in charge that's I mean that's the one thing that I I'm really looking forward to and like I yesterday you know after the finale aired a lot of people on Twitter were saying they thought maybe Saul was the mole because of the prayer he was reciting over the the victims at the bombing because they didn't realize they thought it was an Arabic prayer yeah. Um, and so they were like, oh, my God, if he's speaking their language, maybe he's with Al Qaeda. And no, I, I mean, he, it was a Hebrew prayer. But <laughs> but still, but like the whole aspect of like if you you know, you kind of people were still were questioning 
even Saul, like even Saul, who I think personally has been proven to be like one of the best guys, you know, on the show with in terms of conscience and morality and like actually caring about the people that he works for and his country. You know, if you're if you're so paranoid, you're even questioning him. The show is doing a number on you. <laughs> and I mean, I don't I mean, that's it's good and bad, I think, especially now that he's the one in charge. And if you're even going to question the one in charge, you know, is is that val- like, is that a valid thing or are you just reading too much into it? I don't right. know. I tend to read way too much into it anyway. So and the other interesting thing is like what's going to happen? Carrie has come back now after helping Brody get away, even if he is innocent, nobody thinks he is. Um, right. You know, is Saul gonna Anything. gonna doubt her, or is he gonna suspect her of anything, or is he gonna say what What are you doing? Is he gonna help her prove his innocence? Right. That where, can be. That'll you, be interesting. Where you been all day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I thought you were one. Of, I thought you were under the rubble. I was thrown really far away from the building by the blast. I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I mean, it was a little disappointing those little things, but yeah. You know. I'm not going to not stop watching that show, so I'll still watch. Well, yeah, but I, I, I sort of had the, you know, you sort of had that feeling in the beginning is because the the way the season started out and then it peaked out at like episode five, where you're just like, how it keeps getting better and better every week. How does how do you keep doing this? <laughs> like you right, well, that's another show I think where where they don't hold on to a plot point very long. They're like. You know, hey, let's go. You know, we can always roll with something else. I mean, they released a, l- a lot of things happened early, s- so early in the season that I was like, oh, where are they going to go now? But that's resolved. Well, that'll uh, I think that'll wrap up uh, the uh, primetime segment. What did you guys out there think of uh, the Dexter and Homeland finale? So I'd love to hear your take on on those. And uh, Danielle had to jump off. Uh, but uh, we've got one last thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Justified Season 3 comes out on DVD uh, on the 31st. There's not really much coming out over the, the next couple weeks. But uh, that's definitely one worth picking up if you uh, if you haven't been watching Justified. It certainly is. Yeah. And, you know, it, or if you're behind and you need to get caught up before the new season starts, uh, that's uh, definitely... Definitely a show worth uh, catching up with. Yeah, and what I like about it is you didn't need to see the previous two seasons, really. Yeah, you can kind I mean, of... Uh... You can pick up on the relationships, I think, pretty much. But, you know, I do encourage you to watch them all. Yeah, but they're 13-episode seasons, so, you know, you yeah. can you can watch a season over a weekend. Right. <laughs> pretty much. Your viewing pleasure will be heightened if you know everything. But, uh, you know, something, something to put on that uh, possible list of... Uh, of things to uh, uh, watch over the holiday break. Uh, and speaking of holiday breaks, since next week, uh, this this episode, uh, 163, will be out uh, about the 19th of December. And uh, the, the next week uh, is Christmas, so we won't be recording that week. And the following week is uh, uh, New Year's, and we won't be recording that week. And then the following week, I'm going to be in Vegas, <laughs> so we won't be recording that week, <laughs> but uh, so take uh, three weeks off here uh, and we'll come back. Uh, the next episode should be out around the 16th of uh, 
of January. Aren't you uh, going to do a special episode from the set of Vegas? Vegas? <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, go go take a look at what what the the Vegas that they're they're showing you what it looked like back then. Go show you what it looks like now. Exactly. <laughs> which is. <laughs> Uh, which is nothing like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that'll, uh, that'll, that'll about, uh, do it. Uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And, uh, I'd like to thank Kurt for, uh, joining me and also Danielle who had to jump off, uh, here before we, uh, could wrap things up. Uh, thank you, Jason for uh, joining me on the podcast and Amory wants me to make sure that I schedule you on again when she's on. I, I told her, you know, when she's only on a couple times, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't always work out. Well, she needs to get on more. <laughs> so uh, we have fun. We have fun, don't we? Yeah. There's a, there's something to, to look for in the, in the new year is you <laughs> have Kurt back on when Amory's on. Right. Uh, okay. And happy uh, holidays y'all. Yeah. Have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year uh, and or whatever uh, holiday it is that you celebrate at this time of year. And uh, we'll see you come 2013. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, too. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.